It's time to level up your business with the podcast that teaches you the top strategies, tactics, and growth hacks that every entrepreneur needs to know. Please welcome your host, whose small business blog gets more than 1 million visitors every single month, Brandon Gailey. Welcome aboard to episode number 19 of the Zero to Seven Figures podcast. As we begin this week's theme of networking, and how to get the right people in your personal circle of friends. Today's wisdom comes from Steve Pavlina's blog, stevepavlina.com, where he reveals how to attract growth-oriented friends. A survey I did a while back revealed that about 40% of my readers have zero friends they'd consider as growth-oriented, and another 20% only have one such friend. Many people who are attracted to my blog don't have much social support for their personal growth pursuits. They often feel isolated as they explore different ways to wake up, grow faster, and live more fulfilling lives. They're the aliens and oddballs in their own social circles. Over the years, I've received many emails about the problems and challenges such growth-oriented people encounter. Working on their personal goals while dealing with social drag is a major issue for many people. Perhaps the biggest obstacle is dealing with your own self-doubt when friends, family, and coworkers don't understand or respect what you're trying to accomplish. Sometimes your decision to actively work or improving your life will stir up resistance in those around you. Sometimes people will get triggered by your actions or feel threatened or clingy. Sometimes they'll even try to slow you down, although such reactions are usually subconscious. You can try to persuade such people about the merits of your path. You can try not to let their unsupportive attitudes affect you. But in the long run, your best bet is to build a circle of growth-oriented friends who will understand, nurture, and support your desires. Such friends can also help you stretch beyond your initial intentions and avoid selling yourself short. So what does a growth-oriented social circle look like, and how is it going to affect you? The main benefit is that you'll have real friends who understand you and like you as you are. They know the benefits of pursuing personal growth, and it's a no-brainer for them to enjoy connecting with you. Conversations flow easily and naturally, and there's no need to explain or justify why you're exploring some personal growth pursuit. They're a lot like you, and they get it. When you hit a snag on your path, you'll always have people you can email, call, or meet to discuss your situation. People will happily give you advice, they'll share resources with you, they'll proactively tell you about new opportunities that might interest you, and instead of people sharing random internet memes and cat photos with you, you'll have people sharing useful leads that align with your goals. Your friends will know your goals So when they spot something that can help you, they'll tell you about it. Did you know that every income stream I created for my business came to me through other people? Not a single stream was my original idea. I put my own spin on each idea's implementation, but the basic ideas all came from other people. Other people told me where their diamonds were, so I didn't have to go prospecting for myself. I didn't have to search for publishers for my book because a publisher offered me a book deal before I wrote a single page of the book. I can't imagine how many years it saved me to have a network of growth-oriented friends and contacts. 
These benefits are still ongoing. Whatever I want to accomplish of a growth-oriented nature, I have people to turn to for help, and that makes a huge difference. Imagine having a social network that keeps sharing practical ways for you to generate income or improve your health or enjoy fulfilling relationships. Growth-oriented people naturally do this for each other. However, they need to know you're one of them before they'll take the risk of sharing such info with you. People in this circle don't want to waste their time investing in someone who won't take action and won't keep the flow going. When you have lots of growth-oriented friends, you won't have so much doubt about your own personal growth pursuits. You'll have plenty of other people validating the benefits of this path for you. You'll receive positive encouragement and support. You'll have people checking in with you to see if you're still on track. People will care about what you're working on and will want to learn from you also. Life becomes less of a struggle. When you feel beaten down, people will lift you back up again. When you set a new goal, they'll share leads and resources to point you in the right direction. You won't have to solve every problem all on your own. Sometimes people will even help you avoid problems before you get snared by them. When you have a growth-oriented social circle, it also leads to invitations to connect with more like-minded people even while you're traveling. As your social circle expands, it becomes a resource for connecting with intelligent, growth-minded people wherever you go. I'm currently in Calgary, and it's only my second time here ever. I enjoyed a stimulating discussion with several people about subjective reality during a one-hour-long breakfast. Tonight, I'm going out to dinner with other friends, and we're doing a video interview as well. These sort of connections happen effortlessly, even when I go to a new city that I've never been before. Once you have a big enough network of growth-minded people, you can leverage it for introductions and stimulating connections wherever you go. I think partly this isn't because of the network itself, but rather the expectation that comes from having growth-oriented friends. You expect to have the experience automatically, and you do it. Of course, there are the basic benefits of having good friends too. Friends who like you as you are. You'll have people to spend time with, share laughs with, cuddle with, and more. But instead of having to put on a social mask or hide part of your personality when you hang out with such people, you can talk about all the things that really matter to you. You can talk about your life purpose, the nature of reality, productivity hacks, and all of your juicy and delicious growth pursuits with the same people. These are delightful benefits to be sure. So how do you get there? One of the best ways to attract a growth-oriented social circle is to prove to the world that you're a growth-oriented person. And a good way to do that is to help other people grow. Don't just focus on your own growth. Invest some time and energy in helping others too. This can quickly transform your social circle. For the first several years that I was into personal growth, it was mostly a private pursuit. During those years, I read hundreds of books, attended seminars, practiced skills, wrote mission statements, analyzed my past, and so on and so on. I did a lot of inner work. I occasionally helped people, but only on a small scale like a discussion forum or via email. I didn't make any substantial efforts to help other people grow as a regular part of my lifestyle. For the most part, I was still the oddball in my social circle. 
I often felt more ambitious than the people around me. I lacked mentors to show me the ropes, and I worked hard and tried to make the best decisions I could, but I struggled a lot, especially in business. In 1999, I went bankrupt due to racking up way too much debt trying to make my business work. I came out of that experience with a very open mind. Going bankrupt was actually a relief, and it gave me a fresh start. I still love being an entrepreneur, but I knew I couldn't live the next five years like the previous five. I challenged my old assumptions and began exploring and experimenting with different ideas. I figured I had little to lose since my old approach clearly wasn't working. One of those experiments led to volunteering in a trade association, writing articles, and reaching out to help others. Later, I started a free discussion forum for indie game developers. I also began speaking at conferences to share ideas. I shifted my approach from working on personal growth in private to trying to be more helpful in public. My life transformed tremendously when I did this. And my business started doing well also. Within a year or so, my life was rich in growth-oriented friends. It all started with making the effort to help other people grow. From 1999 to 2004, I did a lot of service-oriented work. This eventually led to starting my blog in 2004. My blog did well right out of the gate, but what many people don't realize is that I've been building up this for five years prior. Before I published my first blog post, my articles published on other sites had already attracted thousands of readers. So I had lots of positive social support for moving in this direction when I finally made the shift. That social support made the transition much easier. There was still some social drag. Many game developers and software developers think personal growth is cheesy. So when I decided to start a personal development blog, some thought it was a questionable shift. Yet, those same critics love working on their personal growth. They just don't label it as such. They prefer labels like education, skill building, social dynamics, and quantified self. The more Android-sounding a label is, the more they seem to like it. But it's still personal growth with a different tag. The social drag didn't matter, though, because I had plenty of positive social support. The positive social support is where you want your focus to be. If you try to convince the negative people in your life to get on board, you'll waste a lot of energy and probably have little to show for it. If someone is getting in your face every week, stirring up your self-doubt or incessantly whining at you, then by all means, let go of connections that are clearly not aligned. But otherwise, it's usually more productive to focus on adding positive social support instead of fussing over those who can't give you what you need. And that'll do it for this episode. In the next episode, we will continue on with the second and final part of how to add growth-oriented friends to your life. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Zero to Seven Figures podcast. Please take a second to press the subscribe button right now to show your support and make sure you never miss an episode. 